You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name. This Wednesday, our Power Encounter service, we will be looking at the God of new things and healing. The God of new things and healing. Uh, But before we start, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you um, for your word. We thank you for your word that is able to change, your word that is able to heal, your word that is able to deliver. We're trusting you today for your healing power to be made present, to heal everyone that is trusting you for healing, especially physical, physical healing, but not exclusively that. As many who are trusting you for emotional healing, as many who are trusting you for healing of their homes, healing of their finances, oh God, we are, we're calling out to you today, even as you have called this, you're the one that gave this month this theme. You want to do new things in our lives, but today we're really trusting you to, for you to do new things in our physical bodies and and renew our youth and strengthen us again so that we can serve you, so that we can uh, carry out your plan and your purpose for our lives. Holy Spirit, help us. Help me to teach. Help me to preach. Help me to pray. Help us to understand uh, what it is you're trying to say to us today. So help everyone that's involved in this, uh, in this process and just be with us. Uh, Spirit of the living God, we can do nothing without you. We can um, they, they, they we're useless without your help. So please help us. Help me and help the people who are watching. And we're trusting you for healing like we have never experienced before. Let this be a new beginning for us in the area of healing in our lives. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. For something to be restored to its original or to be made anew is just as exciting, if not more exciting, than receiving something brand new that one never had. There is something to be said about restoration. And a lot of times that's what healing is. A lot of times for, for the vast majority of people who are trusting God for healing, whatever it was that's, that's problematic for them, wherever they're experiencing that sickness or abnormality or deformity in their life, they want that, that thing wasn't there. So they once enjoyed normal function of that part of their body or that part of their life before something happened to alter that. So that, that restoration of something that you're trusting God for, that you had before but lost, is, is, um, is especially satisfying for anyone who has experienced any kind of healing. And that is what we're trusting God for today, that everything that you have lost in terms of your physical health, energy, um, emotionally, anything that you have lost, we're trusting God today that by His Spirit and according to His Word and by the power that is in the name of Jesus, you will experience your healing. You will experience total recovery in Jesus' name. The glory of the latter house is an example of restoration. The glory of the latter house is an, is an example of something that's made anew, something that once was before but is now restored to its original state. The Bible says uh, when it speaks about the, the building of the latter house that those, there were some old men there who uh, knew what it was, who were alive. They were young but alive when the first temple was built. And they cried for joy when the foundation of the second temple was laid. There is a, a certain kind of joy that comes with a restoration of something that you once had but lost. 
without, uh, without physical health, as we can see with the epidemic or uh, the pandemic that's going through the globe now, without physical health, it is impossible to fulfill the blessing that God gave man, uh, that God gave uh, man and woman, Adam and Eve, in Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-eight, or that God, uh, the, the blessing that God pronounced upon Noah and his sons in Genesis chapter nine, from verse one to seventeen. You cannot be fruitful and multiply. You cannot replenish the earth. You cannot subdue. You cannot be in dominion if you are constantly tired or weak or in physical or emotional distress or if you have any disability or deformity. It is impossible to fulfill the mission statement that God gave man, um, that God has given the church. It is impossible to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel if you're sick. It just can't happen. In order for you to go ye into the world, and preach, preach to your neighbors, preach to those that are far away from you, and preach to those that are at the ends of the earth, you need to be in good physical condition. You need to be healthy. Health is part of God's plan. It's an essential part. It's the most critical part of God's plan in our life. If you are not healthy, if your body is not healthy, um, there's very, no matter how um, full of vision and, um, and purpose you are, no matter how much you know what God wants you to do, you cannot do it if your body is not in good health. And the devil knows this. So if the devil cannot stop, the, one of the ways that the devil can stop what God has planned for your life is to make sure that you are sick, constantly sick. Sickness was never part of God's plan. Continued good health is his will for our lives. Let's read our first scripture in uh, Luke chapter 4 from verse this is when Jesus came out from being tempted by the devil and he came into a synagogue in Galilee. And he says, and everyone knows this, chapter 4, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We see this as the mission statement in essence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which makes it the mission statement of every believer, really, irrespective of what church you attend or go to. It is God's will for us to be healed, number one, and it is his will for us to be a channel of healing to others. We see that in the example of when Jesus called the 70 disciples and he gave them power, specifically to do two things, to heal those who were sick and to cast out devils. So we can also see that deliverance is also part of healing because a lot of people are going through emotional trouble, depression, uh, anxiety, um, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, suicidal behavior. All those things are due to influence of demonic spirits. So a person who's not mentally healthy is, they're not healthy actually. Like their bodies are in good conditions, but their minds are not. That's another way that the enemy attacks. And so my prayer is that today, as many who are watching, who are experiencing emotional difficulties, people who are going through depression or going through anxiety attacks or panic attacks or people who experience bipolar disorder or people who are manic depressive, whatever name uh, it has been given psychologically, there's a name that's above, every, above those names and that name is Jesus. And at the mention of that name, every evil spirit that has plagued you and brought about these mental um, problems in your life, today they are leaving you in the name of Jesus. Next, we're going to look at some of the instances of people that Jesus healed and see how that relates to um, whatever it is, whatever state um, of 
whatever state of sickness or disease or physical trouble that you're going through in your life. First, I want to look at the leper. That is in Matthew chapter 8 from verse 2 to 4. We're going to read that. Matthew chapter 8 from verse 2. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way. Shew thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. There are people who are sick, and that sickness has caused a separation between you and your friends and your family. Leprosy was something that caused isolation. Leprosy was something that brought shame and disgrace. And that's part of the devil's plan when he makes uh, with certain illnesses that he brings on people. It's part of his plan to bring about shame and disgrace. It's part of his plan to bring about isolation and loneliness by those kinds of illness. At this time, leprosy was the equivalent of um, HIV or the equivalent of any illness that is known even some forms of diabetes that are incurable. It's meant, the devil means for sickness to also rob one of their identity. No matter who you were, if you were a leper, you were automatically stripped of your identity. It didn't matter if you were a king, if you were a doctor, it, it just, you could not be amongst other people. That's part of what the devil wants, is to strip you of your identity, to give you a new name, an ugly name, an evil name. Uh, no one cares about the identity of a leper. All that matters it seems to most people is that they're a leper. And so immediately they have to be excluded from everything that their career, nothing else in their life matters except that they are a leper. And so by the power that is in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare to everyone who's experiencing anything, any form of illness in your life that has led to isolation, that has led to loss of identity, that has led to inability to be able to function in your career, inability to function in normal relationships in your life, in the name of Jesus, that illness today, that yoke of illness over your life is destroyed by reason of the anointing in Jesus' name. We also see with the centurion, in Matthew chapter 8, from verse 5 to 13, we'll read that. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, they came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant light at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, to another come, and he cometh. And to my servant do this, and he doeth it. And Jesus heard it and marveled and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And Jesus said, I'm skipping to verse 13, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that same, in that selfsame hour. The centurion was a great man, as I'm sure one or two people who are watching this are. He was rich. He was influential. In one of the, script, in one of the uh, accounts in the Gospels, I believe in Luke, it says that the, the people came and beseeched Jesus on the centurion's behalf, saying that, Lord, this man built a synagogue for us. So he was a man that feared God. He was a man that seemingly had everything, um, everything that one needed. He was a God-fearing man. He was wealthy. He was influential. But the enemy, since the enemy did not attack him, the enemy attacked the helper. You have to be a very critical part of a person's life. This servant had to be a very treasured servant 
to this man in order for him to come all the way. By the account, it, it, it seems that, not it seems, it's clear to us that the man left wherever he lived and came a certain distance, at least a day's journey, to come seek Jesus for the health of his servant. That tells us that the enemy wants to attack with sickness destiny helpers. The loss of this servant would have caused great harm to this man in whatever way that servant was, uh, was uh, serving him. And in a lot of ways, that's what the devil wants to do, to see to it that if he can't stop us from, being to, from serving God, he will stop us physically from being able to serve God. That servant wanted to serve. That servant was important to this centurion, but he was unable to serve because of sickness. He was unable to serve because of sickness. Another example we see of this is in 2 Kings chapter 5 with the king of Syria and Naaman. The king of Syria sent Naaman to Israel for solution to the problem of leprosy because the Bible says of Naaman, through him the Lord had given many victories to Syria. Every attack of the enemy upon any vital helper in your life through sickness, upon your wife, upon your husband, upon your children, upon critical employees, upon anything in your life, upon the, the well-being of any one or group of persons in your life, even a church, sickness attacking a church so that they can no longer do, attacking the leadership of a church so that they can't do what God has called them to do. By the power in the name of Jesus, by reason of the anointing present today to heal, I decree in Jesus' name that every sickness, every, every plague that is fighting against your well-being so that you can, that's fighting against you serving God, that's fighting against you physically being able to serve God, today in the name of Jesus, you are healed of every such plague. You are healed of every such sickness. You are healed of every such anxiety, depression, everything that will keep you from being the best servant you can be, to the, from being the best person you can be to serve God. Today, you are delivered from every such sickness, from every such ailment in Jesus' name. Lastly, we see here the story of the man with the withered hand. In Luke chapter 6, from verse 6 to 10, we're going to read that as well. Luke chapter 6, from verse 6 to 10. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. This man whose right hand was withered was in the synagogue. We see that in the other instances, these people came to seek Jesus. But in this instance, it appears that Jesus came to seek this man. Jesus went to the synagogue as is customary for him to do. And that tells us that even for someone that is God-fearing and someone that serves God, the enemy can attack. The enemy in this case did not isolate this person like the leper. The enemy in this case did not shame and disgrace this person like the leper. The enemy in this case did not attack a helper or an important component of the person's life or business like with the centurion. The enemy in this case attacked this man, attacked him in his ability. A person that, whose right hand, and it's, it's important to, that the Bible focus on that his right hand was withered. That's, that signals ability. That's why we have the, 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 that signals a place of strength. That signals a place of security. That's why you say someone is your right-hand man. That means that that person offers you protection in, in an area of a, a special uh, strength in your life. Uh, you don't just pick anyone to be your right-hand man. That means that that person is a confidant. That means that, that that area of your life, the right hand of your life, quote-unquote, is the place of strength. It's a place that you don't just invite anyone to. It's a place that is um, most, uh, most guarded in your life is a place of critical importance um, to your life. 
And the enemy attacked this man's right hand in order to limit him, in order to limit his destiny, in order to limit his ability. The enemy wanted to make sure that this man was operating at half potential. You have two hands, your right hand for most people being the more dominant hand. So the enemy wanted to make sure that his area of strength and dominance was shut down. The enemy wanted to make sure that the only um, part of his life that he was able to function in were areas of his weakness. That's one thing that health do, uh, lack of good health does. Lack of good health takes away your dominance. It takes away your strength. You are not at your peak performance when you are sick. And that's what the devil wanted to do in this case. Somebody operating with a withered hand is someone who has a problem that doesn't shut them down. It could be someone operating with a part of your body that's supposed to be functioning, but is not functioning, it, uh, not functioning at all or not functioning the way it's supposed to be. So you're not like really, really sick, but you're not really, really healthy either. It's a way of keeping you in check, keeping you from being the best that God wants you to be and that God has for you to be. An example, another example in the scriptures is the Shunammite woman. In uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, we see her story in 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 8 to 37. The Shunammite woman, the Bible says, was a great woman. She was wealthy. She had everything anyone would want to have. She had influence. The Bible says in, um, in, later on in 2 Kings that she went to the king to appeal to, um, for her property after she, left the, um, after she left the kingdom for seven years due to farming. So this was someone that had access. Not anyone could just go to see the king. So this was a, a person that had influence as well as money. She had everything, but she was lacking a child. That's one of the ways in which the devil withers a part of our life. It's a, it's, a way of, of, uh, it's a way of putting an asterisk to your life. It's a way of saying, well, this person has this and this and this, but there's something else. So that, that addition that the enemy puts through sickness in the life of a person to... To, to dull their shine, to see to it that people have something to say, to see to it that people can reference this area of your life as a negative amongst all the things that are positive. And so today, in the name of Jesus, we're crying out to God, we're calling on him in the name of Jesus to deliver us from every form of ailment, from every form of sickness, from everything that has kept us from being all that God wants us to be, everything that has withered any part of our life, withered the right hand of our life, of our business, of our emotional life, of our physical bodies, anything that is keeping us from being all that God wants us to be, that is making us operate at half of the potential that we're supposed to operate at. Today, in the name of Jesus, all those illnesses, all those sickness, those yokes of bondage and ailment are destroyed by reason of the anointing in the name of Jesus. We also see Jesus addressed, um, addressed these type of issues. An illness such as this is something that keeps a person's joy from being full. So it's not that they're ungrateful. It's not that God hasn't been good to them. But there's this just one thing that really almost makes the other things not worth it. You can't actually say that you're grateful to God for what he's done. But Lord, if you would just take care of this one thing. Lord, if you would just answer me in this one area. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 24, he was speaking to the disciples before he was about to leave the planet. He said, before he was about to be crucified, Hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. It is in the plan of God. It is in the word of God. There's provision made in the scriptures. There's provision made by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that anyone that wants their joy full can have it full. The man with the withered hand could have operated with one hand. He, he, he wasn't totally disabled. But 
I'm sure he was crying out to God for more. Jesus sought this man out. The man didn't seek out Jesus for healing. So Jesus must have known. Same thing with the man who was, on a, who was bedridden for 38 years. Jesus sought that man out to go and pronounce healing, to deliver them from their predicament. So today, maybe you are tired. Maybe you don't know what to pray anymore. Maybe you don't know how to pray. There is a place. Our, our Lord and Savior Jesus is seeking out those who are helpless, who are at their wit's end. They don't know what to do or what to say anymore. And in Jesus' name, Jesus Christ is visiting you by the power of his Holy Spirit in your home or wherever you're watching from. And he's going to deliver you from whatever it is that has plagued you and kept your joy from being full and kept you in tears at night in Jesus' name. In Matthew 15, uh, verses 25 and 26, we see the, the Syrophoenician woman who approached Jesus. She was not of the children of Israel. She wasn't of the house of Israel. And in verse 25, it says, Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. There's one important point uh, I'll make before making the final point. is that in all these cases, except for the man at the synagogue, in all these cases, they came and they worshipped him, saying, who you, go to, who you go to for help, who you go to first for help, is a form of worship, is a great form of worship. It's not enough to just say, Lord, I extol thee, Lord, I worship you, Lord, you are, um, you are great. It, it, it's even more telling when you go to God in prayer about issues of your health. This is nothing against modern medicine. Um, I'm as much a uh, uh, proponent of medical treatment as anyone. But alongside medical treatment, you need to go to God in prayer concerning what it is that is plaguing you. Because there are some things that, cannot, that can only be managed by, 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 by modern medicine. And even those that can be treated, still, as you uh, take whatever precautions you need to take and follow doctor's instructions, you still need to go to God in prayer, first and foremost, alongside whatever else you're doing. Your, your hope is not in the medicine that they're giving you. Your hope and your prayer and your faith is in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his ability and power to heal. So you need to live a life of worship. You need to live a life of thanksgiving in order to access the healing power of God. You need to worship him. You need to worship him not just with your mouth, but you need to worship him in your deeds by going to him in prayer and calling on him for healing alongside whatever um, other measures that you're taking for healing. The last point was Jesus said, it is not me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. He said this because she was not of the household of Israel. And Jesus' primary ministry before he was called up to be with the Father while he was on earth, his earthly ministry was primarily to the lost house of Israel, to the children of Israel. That did not continue that way. But the point of that statement in the scripture is God will not just give healing to unbelievers. God will not give healing to someone who does not know what to do after they're healed. Because if someone is not a believer, they, they, there's nothing that's binding them after they're healed. So God will not heal you so that you can now proceed with further fornication and adultery. God will not heal you so that you can go and go about whatever it is that you want to do. God will not heal you so that you can pursue a career that is not his will for your life. God wants to heal you, yes, so that you can have a full and enjoyable life but more importantly, so that you can do what it is that he has called you to do. Your healing is for a purpose. Your healing is for a reason. 
God does not just want to heal you or deliver you. We see that story in the Bible of, a, of a, the parable Jesus told of a person who is healed and, and they're, not, they're not doing anything with their healing or with their deliverance. They're not filled with the Spirit. They're not living in accordance to the Scriptures. And so the evil spirit goes and finds seven more spirits, seven spirits that are more wicked than, uh, than itself and goes back to that house that is made clean. So God will not make clean a house of someone that doesn't know how to keep the house, someone that doesn't know how to occupy the house. And that is why it says he won't give the children's bread to dogs. Dogs won't value the children's bread. So if you're watching and you have not given your life to Christ, that is what that, that term there, dogs, means. It doesn't mean to demean you. It just means to tell you that there are people who are children and there are people who are not children. And if you are here watching, you're listening, and you're not, uh, you have not given your life to Jesus Christ. You're not a child of God. You've not confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You go to church, but you're still living in sin. You go to church and you still do whatever it is you want to do. I'm appealing to you. I'm, I'm calling out to you today to give your life to Christ. He will not heal you. For most people, God will not heal them because he knows what they will do with their healing. They'll probably end up in a worse state because they don't know how to manage their life. Their, 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 their lack of self-control, their, um, their, their service to the devil is what got them um, in illness in the first place. So what God wants to do is change you before he heals you so you know what to do with your healing, so you know what to do after he has healed you. So if you've not given your life to Christ, I appeal to you today, give your life to Jesus. And if you've made that decision, uh, pray, say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today in the name of your son Jesus. I confess that I am a sinner and I need your salvation. Please cleanse me. Please wash me by the blood of your son Jesus. I confess today that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I belong to him. Heavenly Father, today I am now a child of yours. I am now a son. I am now a daughter of yours. Accept me. Wash me by your blood and write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. I want us to get ready to pray. Um, whatever way that that's possible for you to do. If you can stand, please stand. I want you to pray alongside with me. First off, we're going to start by thanking God. We're going to thank God for good health that we have enjoyed. Unless you are absolutely bedridden, you are enjoying some form of good health. So just begin to worship him. Just begin to thank him. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We thank you for having given us the good health that we do enjoy. We thank you for your blessings upon our life thus far. We thank you for whatever health that we have enjoyed up until this moment. We're not dead, so something is working right. And we thank you for that. We thank you because you've kept us from the ultimate plan of the enemy. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We glorify and exalt your name. We thank you because you are our help. You're the only one that can help us. We come to you with an attitude of worship, an attitude of thanksgiving, a heart full of gratitude for everything that you have done for us thus far. We glorify and exalt your name. We're calling out to you this day to hear us. We're trusting you that you'll hear us and heal us in Jesus' name. Secondly, we're going to cry out to God this day and we're going to say, my father, my father, my father, everything in my life that has been withered as a result of sickness, as a result of disease, as a result of deformity, my Father and my God, heal me today in the name of Jesus. Begin to cry out to Him. We're crying out to you, O God, for your healing power. Heal us this day, O Lord. 
deliver us, O King of glory, from the yoke of sickness, from the yoke of sickness and disease, from the yoke of, from every form of bondage, physical bondage, from, from, uh, from fatigue, tiredness, without even knowing why we're tired. Everything, O King of glory, things that we're not able to diagnose. We've gone to the doctors, we've, we've, we've tried to find out what's wrong and we can't find out what's wrong, Lord. Whatever demonic influence is at work in our lives, causing sickness, causing disease, by the power that is in the name of Jesus, we rebuke by the power in the name of Jesus, every form of, every, every spirit of infirmity that is at work in our lives, causing sickness, causing disease, causing repeated illnesses, that are, we go to the doctors, we diagnose it, we treat it, and it's there again. Every long-standing illness that refuses to leave by the power in the name of Jesus, we rebuke you evil spirit of infirmity, troubling the lives of, uh, of children of God, troubling the, troubling the lives of those who are watching right now, and we decree our freedom. We decree our, our freedom for by his stripes we are healed we were healed Your, our healing has already been purchased for as many who are who are believers who are children of God and so we claim our healing in the name of Jesus we're going to pray and we're going to ask God for restoration the same way he restored the the, the hand of the man the, the man with the withered hand we're going to cry out to God and ask him to restore everything that we've lost as a result of sickness and disease everything we've lost as a result of whatever as a result of this COVID-19 uh, plague that has plagued our businesses and and plagued our, our, our households let's cry out to God the God of restoration the God of new things the God that takes what is old that that replaces what is old with what is new the God who makes things new again let's ask God for renewal as he renewed that man's hand as it as it were let him renew our lives let him renew our youth let him renew our bodies let him renew our businesses let him renew every area of our life that has been made sick as a result of this plague let him renew every area of our body that is that that, that was sick where we're trusting God for healing Heavenly Father we're trusting you in the name of Jesus for divine renewal we're trusting we're, we're trusting you in the name of Jesus for you oh God to replace whatever it is that we have lost whatever the enemy has stolen from us as a result of sickness and disease we're trusting you this day for divine replacement we're trusting you this day for divine restoration oh lord of everything that the enemy has stolen from us through sickness and disease from every for everything that the enemy has stolen from our businesses from everything the enemy has stolen from us in terms of our peace everything the enemy has stolen from us through depression through anxiety everything the enemy has stolen from us through sadness in the name of jesus we decree oh god that we are receiving back everything that the enemy is, O King of glory, O Lord. The years, O God, that have been lost. The years that the Pama worm and the Kanka worm, the, the army which God sent into our lives, perhaps because of disobedience. But whatever it is that has been stolen from us, O God, you said you will restore the years, you will restore the finances, you will restore the experiences, you will restore the connections that we have lost. And you said, O God, in your word, that my people will not be ashamed my people will not be ashamed you said it twice oh god in the book of joel oh god in the name of jesus we're crying out to you this day we're crying out oh god asking oh lord for total restoration divine restoration restoration beyond what our minds can even imagine or fathom in jesus name finally you're going to ask him and you're going to say heavenly father please make my joy full make my joy full complete my life Wherever, whatever it is that is missing in my life, please make my joy full. Whatever it is that is not in my life, whatever it is that has been, uh, um, whatever it is that has been stolen, whatever it is I am not enjoying as a result of lack of physical health, it might even be a physical deformity. 
whatever it is that needs to be replaced in my life in order for my joy to be full. Lord Jesus, make my joy full. You said, hitherto we've asked nothing in your name. That's what you said to the disciples. But now we're asking in your name. You said, ask and we shall receive that our joy may be full. We're asking today, O God. We're asking, O Lord, that whatever it takes to make our joy full, Whatever it takes in our businesses, whatever it takes in our physical bodies, whatever it takes in our families, we're praying for our wives, we're praying for our husbands, we're praying for our children, we're praying for our workers, we're praying for every area of our lives where our joy is not full. Heavenly Father, in the name of your son Jesus, please make our joy full. We're asking you in the name of your son Jesus. That's what you said, Lord Jesus, in your word. Make our joy full. Make our joy complete. Make our lives complete. Let there be, O King of glory, O Lord, an all-round restoration, O Lord, of everything that we have lost, O King of glory. Let there be a completeness, a wholeness, O Lord. Lord Jesus, you said to those people you healed, go and be made whole. Be thou whole. Go in peace. Let there be a wholeness, mental wholeness, wholeness in every area of our lives where things have not been complete, where we're not enjoying total peace. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I trust that we have been blessed. I know that God, in accordance to his word, has heard and has answered our prayers. I trust that those who are sick, who were sick, have been healed. And we're believing God for testimonies to come out from today's uh, prayers and from the prayers coming up on Sunday. I am believing God for a new thing to happen in our physical bodies in the area of our health and for those trusting God for the fruit of the womb in Jesus' name. And so, brothers and sisters, we have overcome. We've overcome principalities and powers, rulers of darkness and high places. We've overcome sickness and disease. We've overcome poverty and lack. We've overcome by the power that is in the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony that Jesus Christ is the Lord. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.